Sometimes good news sounds exactly like bad news. An old friend and colleague of mine who's someone who is incredibly healthy and fit as a fiddle has had a little trouble with fibrillation now and then. This was a fixable problem, and she was on her way to getting it fixed, a small procedure, nothing too anxiety-provoking. But then she got the required PET scan, and there was a little mass in her lungs that, after much study, turned out to be stage 4 cancer. This was true news, not happy news. News about a reality of which she had been unaware. Good news is often good because it is real and true, but not easy and happy. The readings this morning concern themselves with the work of God in the world of humans. They describe God's ruthless agenda to root out what is exclusionary and scarce in order to replace it with what is universal and abundant. These readings announce that God will be present in the most unlikely ways to accomplish this mission. Jeremiah, whose words Sebastian rendered so well, our old friend, is the prophet, as you will recall, to the tribes of Judah who are facing the capture of Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon. In Jeremiah's eyes, Judah will fall because she's gone too far away from Yahweh. She has embraced other gods. She is sacrificing her children to other gods. She, this is a terrible message to have to deliver to your own country, people. You may note that it doesn't work in the United States, for instance. No one wants to hear that the country will fall to terrorist oppressors because we've brought it upon ourselves through our lack of moral fiber. Jeremiah doesn't want this job as a prophet either. He says, I can't do this. I'm too young. You can do this, God says, because I will put my words in your mouth. In other words, I will help you find the parts of yourself that you experience as alien, those parts that could do this. God says, Judah has betrayed me and Babylon is at the door. This is a chance to help Judah live in the news, and I will help you, God says. Here it is again, news which is real and true, news people need to know, but not happy news. And what is God's purpose in this? As Jeremiah said, to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overflow, to build and to plant with God There is always this agenda to pluck up and pull down what is heading toward death and destruction and to build up and plant what is new and life-giving. There is always the giving up of the status quo and the accepting of the new order of things, letting go and opening up. And it is always accompanied by grief and anxiety. So my friend had a period of shock and panic, which she sought opinions and tests and tried to make meaning of what was happening. There's no room for this kind of disruption in her life. She's the kind of person that gets everybody else through everything. She's always been the one who's the cheerleader, the supporter. She can't bear the thought of sympathy. She can't even think about needing support. Those parts, needing sympathy, needing support, are parts of herself which she has orphaned. They are alien in her everyday life. She was scared and she was angry, as were we all. 
She most certainly did not want to give up the status quo, even in favor of reality. And I, I did not want to be a prophet to her. I did not want to say that this is the new reality and the only way to live through it was to live into it. Who wants to say that a death sentence is good news? And I didn't for a long time. And this is what happens when God allows the status quo to be shaken up. There is anger and grief and crazy behavior. So when you read Luke's gospel, it seems as if the people of Nazareth are waiting for Jesus to impress them, or at least to prove to them that he was there for them too. But what he says is pretty brutal. The Old Testament prophets fed and cured strangers and aliens, not the people with whom they lived. Jesus is working God's agenda. We heard it last week, working with the poor, the captives, the blind, and the oppressed. What was he talking about? How was that fair to the Nazareans? Hearing that made them so crazy, they tried to push him off the cliff. It's really, really tough to take the good news sometimes. Jesus, like Jeremiah, has the grim task of telling the hometown people that it's their lifestyle that's bringing them so much trouble. The trouble is not what it's imagined to be. It's not outside themselves, through the agency of strangers and aliens. Imagine the turmoil when it is announced that not only are strangers and aliens not the issue, but they are the beloved of God. God is not here to make the Nazareans feel good about themselves, but to take care of widows, orphans, and aliens. It's like hearing that what ails you is not really a little fixable cardiac problem, but a stage four lung cancer. There is rage and protest and overwhelming grief. Today we don't get to hear what Jeremiah says to bring back Judah to Yahweh. And many days in our lives we don't get to hear it. We wait for imagination, for advice. And when we are finally able to hear the way things are, we wait for inspiration about how to cope. Letting go of the status quo is not safe. Letting go of the status quo is risky. But when that happens, when there is surrender to the way things really are, when there is relinquishment of all that was but was leading toward death, there is finally room to move. There is room for those things that never had a chance. There is room for those parts of ourselves which have been waiting in the darkness for expression. And so I said ever so tentatively to my friend, maybe there might be something to be gained by learning how to depend. Maybe there might be some worthiness in the struggle to accept comfort. And she said, I think you're right. It was a Jeremiah moment for me, but I was really convinced that the only way to live through it is to live into it and to live with the parts of yourself you haven't known yet. Depending, letting go, were alien parts of herself. It was too late for Judah. Nebuchadnezzar came and sacked Jerusalem. Many Judeans went to Babylon. I think it's maybe too late for some of the Nazareans as well, but it's not too late for us. Sometimes good news sounds like bad news, but we can never know how good it can be if we don't surrender. God is looking for the widow 
the orphan and the alien. And that includes the parts of ourself that we widow, orphan, and alienate. God's mission, as we hear it in Jesus, is to heal the stranger and feed the destitute. The mission is actual, feeding, healing, and the mission is psychological. So when reality hits, when the Babylonians are at your door, the widow, the orphan, and the alien, in reality, or in parts of ourselves which we have become alien from, those things will be there to help us. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.